Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. And the challenge I want to challenge you with is see your prayer life as an attitude of prayer and not an activity of prayer. And watch what's going to happen. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. It will change your life. You'll never want to look back. What is the mark of a great relationship when there's good communication? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Prayer is the tool we use to speak with God. Sometimes we take it for granted or think of it as a chore rather than a choice. In today's message, Pastor J.D. reminds us that a key component to a healthy relationship is good communication. How is your communication with God? Are you as close with Him as you can be? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 as he continues his message, three life-changing verses. Our wives should never come to us and say, hey honey, we need to pray. No, it should be the other way around. The husband needs to say to the wife, as a spiritual leader, we need to pray. So the wife says, I'll start. And so she starts in on this prayer, Omnipotent God, Creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. Reverb, King James, I mean all of the above. And she's going on, this this eloquent, I mean, it was just magnificent. So she's done. The husband's like, oh my goodness, it's my turn now. So he, he prays like this. He says, um, God, I don't know what she just said, <laughs> but could you? And he just talked to God. Just talked to God. I know it's a dorky illustration, but I have the gift of dorky. So, you know, we, our phones, right? the earpiece and the microphone. That's what prayer is. So the microphone is us talking to God, and the earphone is God talking to us through His Word. It's been said that prayer is not necessarily a monologue as much as it is a dialogue. So what really helped me and so radically changed my prayer life was realizing that I had so complicated prayer, I had made it an activity, and in so doing, it became a chore. It was a got to, not a get to. And it wasn't until I realized, wait a minute, stop. (laughs) It's not an activity, it's an attitude. An attitude of prayer. You'll forgive the play on words, but Jesus taught the be attitudes, not the do attitudes. In other words, it's this attitude of prayer. Let me define attitude. I actually went online and 
Because when I say the word attitude, what comes to your mind? I know what came to my mind. Man, they got attitude. <laughs> That's not the attitude I'm talking about here, okay? Attitude can be defined as a settled way of thinking. A settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior, not behavior. Behavior. It's a settled way of thinking. Now, if you can take prayer out of the arena of an activity and put it under the arena and umbrella of an attitude, that changes everything. So now I can pray all the time, like when I go to Costco and need a parking spot. So now I'm, I'm praying continually with my eyes open, in the car, in traffic, for patience and love and kindness and long-suffering <laughs> on the H1 at five o'clock. I can I can talk with the Lord all the time. One time I was in my office, in my home office, and I just, I don't know if it's a kinesthetic thing, I hope I'm saying that right, where you kind of have to be moving and, and you know, talking. And, and so my best prayer time with the Lord is when I'm just walking and talking and saying, you know, Lord, and Oh yeah, that's right, Lord. And oh, thank you, Lord. And oh, thanks you for reminding me. Oh, that's so good, Lord. Oh, I love you so much, Lord. And I'm talking out loud. And then my daughter comes up and she says, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> said, no. And don't do that in public, by the way, because they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll take you someplace. I can just talk to him all the time. And I don't even have to do it out loud, I can, he can read my mind. There have been times when, I, when I'm in a situation, and it's kind of an intense situation, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And so I'll say, Lord, I know you can read my mind right now. I really need some help. I need your wisdom. I need you to know what to say, what to do. I mean, I'm talking to him all the time. That is praying continually. It's as one said it. You're in constant conscious communion with God. Communion, communication. You're constantly talking with Him, and He's constantly talking to you. That's what praying continually is. I, I want to, uh, how do I say this without sounding too, uh, I don't want to get in your face. Just saying that probably got in your face, but um, I want to. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Approach your prayer life differently, starting today, and don't see it as I need to pray. I need to pray. Well, that's true. You need to pray, but. I truly believe that God wants us to get to that place where we can't wait to pray. I remember one night a while back, I, um, I was so tired. I was just 
beat, tired, and I, I knew I was getting ready to fall asleep. And I just said, Lord, you know, um, I can't wait till tomorrow. I, I'm so tired right now. I can't wait till tomorrow morning and uh, so I can talk to you again. I thought, wow, wow. I, I wish I would have known this when I was a younger Christian. You know, I always know that I've made a really good decision when my only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. And it is deliberate, by the way. This, this thing we call prayer, this talking with God, that's what prayer is. It has to be deliberate. And the challenge I want to challenge you with is see your prayer life as an attitude of prayer and not an activity of prayer. And watch what's going to happen. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it will change your life. You'll never want to look back. What is the mark of a great relationship when there's good communication? I was like, Lord, we, we have such a great relationship because we communicate all the time. I, I, I talk to Him all the time. I can't imagine my life without being able to do that. I mean, let's be honest, there are certain life situations that are such that, I mean, what are you going to do? Aren't you so glad? You know, we'll say it like this, what, what do non-Christians do? Oh, I'll tell you what they do. You know what they do? They go to the bottle, the bottle of pills or the bottle of alcohol. They'll go to something or someone. I mean, what would we do if we didn't have the Lord? The Apostle Paul echoes what he writes here to the Thessalonians in Romans chapter 12. Great chapter, by the way. Ah, the whole book of Romans, actually. <laughs> Romans 12, 12. Easy uh, verse to remember. Listen to what Paul says. Be, not do, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. The big three, if you will. Which brings us to our third one in verse 18, and it's to be constantly thankful, relentlessly joyful, continually prayerful, and constantly thankful. They go together. It's a three-pronged proposition, if I can say it like that. Now, it's important to notice what Paul is not saying here. He does not say, give thanks for all circumstances. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. Well, why is that important? Because we don't thank God for everything. Thank you, God, for this broken arm, this flat tire. No, we thank God for being in everything as He works everything together for the good. That's what we thank God for. Oh God, thank you so much. Thank you Lord so much. You know what's interesting in the Gospels? Jesus took note of someone being grateful and thankful. 
You remember the account when he heals 10 lepers? These leprosy, that was a death sentence. You were, you were, nobody would be around you. He's not only going to be around them, he's going to heal them. And only one, and it wasn't even a Jew, only one comes back, says, thank you, Lord. And Jesus points it out. And it was obviously so important to the Lord that it rose to the level of being included in the canon of Scripture to be recorded for all of us, all of these generations later. Where are the other nine? He points it out. He takes notice. Let me see if I can kind of couch it in these terms. How about you as a parent or a grandparent? Does it not just bless your heart when your children are grateful to you? Oh my goodness, like you want to I tell my, my son Levi, who's in college in California, he's, he's the, such a cool kid. He's such a grateful kid. And he's, and he's always thanking me. And he's like, thank you, Baba. Thank you, Baba. And I'm like, Levi, you're killing me. Up to half of my kingdom. You can have anything you want. Maybe that's why he does it. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> But he's so grateful. He's so grateful. So, <laughs> bear with me. I, this morning when I got up to kind of just prepare my heart and, and uh, prepare this teaching, I just, I, I said, Lord, okay, how, how? Because the big question is how, right? I mean, we know on a broad scale that it's the how of the Holy Spirit that enables us and empowers us to do the what of the Holy Word, right? We can agree with that. But I want to get specific. How can I be more thankful? How can I be more grateful? How can I be more joyful? How can I be more prayerful? How? I mean, I want, I want to do that. So how? How can we have this attitude of gratitude? I need a change. I'm in a rut. I mean, I just, I'm going through the motions. I have no joy. I try to fake it till I make it. It ain't working. You can't, that's the one thing about joy. You can't fake joy. I mean, you know whether joy is the real deal or not. I want to have the prayer life that the pastor's talking about. I want to, I want to, I want to have that. I want, I want to be more grateful. I want to be more joyful. How, 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 how? Well, <laughs> being thankful is birthed from being both joyful and prayerful. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon said. I mean, this is so good. He said, when joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. Can I read that again? <laughs> what are you going to say? No? 
I'm going to read it again. When joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. This is what Paul wrote to the Philippians. It's one of my all-time favorite life verses. I know I say that about every verse in the Bible, but Philippians 4, actually 4, 6 through 8, but in, in verses 6 and 7, he basically says, this is how you can change your life. This is the cure for all of the anxiety in your life, all of the fear, all of the worry. This, is, this can change your life. Listen to what he says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving. Ah, do you see a pattern here? Present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know that saying we have, I I just need need peace of mind. Peace of mind. This is the kind of peace Jesus said, I give you, not as the world gives. This peace is not dependent on the circumstances, on the situation. You you want peace of mind now that you have understanding? Oh, now I have understanding. I can have peace of mind. No, 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 no. What Paul is saying here is that you can have peace without understanding, leaning not unto your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. How? Oh, so glad you asked. By praying about everything and thanking God for anything you can think of. And oh, by the way, try and just thank God. I I keep a prayer journal. And in fact, just this last week, I was you know, I can type a lot better than I can write. So uh, I I was uh, typing and entering in my prayer list, and and I just started thanking God for anything I could think of. And I mean, next thing I knew, I had like two pages. And there was so much more that I could have just, and thank you for this, and oh, thank you for that, and thank you for this, and thank you for that. And by the time I was done, oh my goodness, I mean, I was walking on air. The joy of the Lord, Nehemiah says, Nehemiah 8.11 is your strength. I was so strengthened, so encouraged, so full of joy, so full of thanks, so thankful, joyful. And it came by way of being prayerful. You see how they all go together? Okay, so what does this look like now uh, tomorrow morning when that alarm clock from H-E double toothpicks goes off and I have to get up? How, how, How does this work? What does this look like in my life? Okay, so uh your Monday starts off and it's one of those days where you just think to yourself, man, I wish I could go to bed and start all over. This is a terrible day. It doesn't have to be. Early in the morning will I rise up and seek thee. Spend some time with the Lord. It doesn't have to be, you know, this one hour. You know, people say, oh, I just don't have time. Well, I don't have time to pray. You don't have time not to pray. 
And please, again, don't, don't complicate it. Don't make it like, you know, I got, I need to spend a half hour in prayer. Don't do that. Could you imagine your, your child comes to you and says, Oh, I got to spend a half hour with you. Don't bother. You, you have to. No, I, I want to. I, I can't wait. So Lord, I want to, I want to start the day off with you. And <laughs> when you do that and you're, in the heat of the battle, in the midst of the day, and I mean life hits, and life hits, doesn't it? And you just start, okay Lord, first of all I'm going to bring this to you. This is a situation that is (laughs) above what I can, you know, deal with, and so I'm just going to bring it to you. And Lord, thank you that I can. Start there. Thank you that I can bring this situation to you. Lord, would you help me here? I need, I need help. <laughs> Lord, would you resolve this? Will you give me wisdom and understanding for this? And he, he will, and He does. And then the next thing you know, you've got this peace. I mean, everything is chaotic and tumultuous and conflict and adversity, and yet there's just this peace and this joy and this calm. God's got this. I gave it to Him, and I didn't take it back either. I used to do that. (laughs) Give it to the Lord, and then take it back, start worrying about it. No, I give it to Him. It's yours. Lord, you deal with this. Well, it's about time you ask me. I've been waiting for you to, you know, give it to me so I could. You know, we say God's the God of the impossible. Well, sometimes I wonder if God doesn't have to let it become impossible so He can do it. Because if it's still possible for us, he, he, won't, he won't force Himself on the situation or into the situation. So we're trying, you know, okay, I'm going to pull myself up by the bootstraps and I'm going to get her done, get her done. Right? And then I, I just, I picture God just saying, okay, well, let me know. <laughs> I'll be right here. When you (laughs) bludgeon yourself up against the wall of my will for the 125th time, because you're so thick-headed. I'll speak for myself, you know. You know who you are, you (laughs) thick-headed, stiff-necked, stubborn people, right? And then just let me know, because when you're done and you throw up your hands and say, God, this is impossible. Oh, good. It's impossible for you. Now it's possible for me. Can I just do this? Okay, here, go, take it. Well, you've made quite a mess of it. (laughs) We should have brought it to me sooner. You've been listening to In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The church in Thessalonica that you've been hearing about was a fairly new church at the time this letter was written. They'd only recently come to understand the power of unconditional love demonstrated by the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. However, as with many churches in those days, they were troubled by persecution. This group of believers continued to follow Jesus, and the Apostle Paul praised them for their faithfulness. Are you feeling persecuted for your faith? It can happen even in this modern world. Jesus is aware of it, and he's there for you. He's provided you with scripture to encourage you and the Holy Spirit to guide your steps and your words. Keep looking to Him for your source of strength. 
We're so glad you joined us for today's message. We'd like to let you know how you can find out more about In Spirit and Truth. Just visit our website, InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Our audio library is available there in the archive. Or you can download our mobile app to take these teachings on the go. This app is a great asset for your time of study and includes audio for Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store to download. That's all for today's message. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with you